Welcome to Hope Found. This is a podcast about doing life with God. I found hope in the one and only true God through my salvation in Jesus. And I want to share my journey with God via the scriptures and personal interactions. Many of the podcasts will have a study of scriptures and others will contain interviews with other people and their stories finding hope in God. Hi, and welcome back. This is part four of an invitation to an abundant life. John 10.10 says, The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus is referencing our enemy, Satan. But Jesus has come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. And that's kind of what these four episodes um, are talking about. We have talked about the living water that flows from the throne of God, which is the Holy Spirit, and how the tree of life is planted by the living waters. Jesus is the tree of life, and we are the branches on that tree, so we are planted by the living water. John's brother Jason wrote a song named Trees that John and I continually hear as we read through the passages from Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22. So we decided to share that song with you in this episode so that you can have the same experience. That's right. I know we talked about it a little bit uh, in the last episode, just about how we continue to hear this song uh, in our heads. And so, of course, since the last episode, we've taken the opportunity to listen to the song a number of times ourselves. And right. um, and so I, and of course, got my brother's permission to be able to play it. Uh, and so I'm excited that we're going to be able to do that. And and it comes from uh, Psalm 1, and it's really Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. And uh, before we play it, I just want to read that, and I'm going to read it from the NIV. When you hear the song, uh, I'm pretty sure that my brother uh, wrote the lyrics probably more from uh, a New King James or a King James version. Right. But, uh, but I wanted to just read those three verses real fast. So Psalm 1, starting in verse 1, uh, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is likely a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That's an amazing promise. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's it's great that that's how the whole book of Psalms gets kicked off. Yes. Right there, three verses the promise that uh, if we're plugged in to where God wants us to be and we stay away from the things we shouldn't be in, that we're going to be prosperous and we're going to be blessed. And so that's exciting. So, so here's that song from my brother. Go ahead and take a listen. Blessed are those who do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of the sinner or sit in the seat of the scoffer. Our delight is in the law of the Lord, and on your word we will meditate day and night. Your voice is our delight. We will be like the trees that are planted by the living water. Drinking in the love of the Father, bearing fruit that never withers. We will be like the trees that are planted by the living water, soaking in the love. 
everything we do will prosper. Blessed are those who do not walk in the counsel of the godly or stand in the way of the sinner or sit in the seat of the scoffer. Our delight is in the law of the Lord, and on your word we will meditate day and night. Your voice is our delight. We will be like the trees that are planted by the living water, drinking in the love of the Father, bearing fruit that never withers. We will be like the trees that are planted by the living water, soaking in the love of the Father, everything we do will prosper. So like I said, that song has fit right in with what we've been talking about or what you've been talking about, Hope, over the last few episodes. And yes. so I'm excited that we could share that. Um, my, my brother is a pastor in Kansas City, and for years he traveled and uh, and did ministry uh, with a band, the Jason Ellsworth Band, and, and that's who uh, was on that recording. So I'm just glad we were able to share that today. Yes, I'm so glad that he allowed us to share that. It's a It's a very cool song. I've always really liked it. It's pretty catchy, too. Yeah, and he kept the amount of royalty payment we need to pay him to a minimum, so that's great, too. <laughs> we got the family discount. That's right. <laughs> All right, so this week we will be taking a closer look at the fruit of the tree of life and some more about the leaves. Uh, Ezekiel 47 and Revelation 22 speak of how the leaves are for medicine and for the healing of nations. Last episode, we talked about how natural leaves have medicinal uses. Uh, plants and herbs like turmeric, ginger, basil leaves, uh, mint, cinnamon offer several health benefits like cold and flu, uh, relief of stress, better digestion, strong immune system. Uh, the list really is uh, endless uh, as far as that goes. Uh, but I do believe that spiritually the leaves and fruit work together to bring healing. The leaves produce food for the tree so that it can produce fruit, which brings healing to the nations. I think that this will become clearer as we talk through today's uh, talk about fruit. 
Growing up, we had two kinds of fruit trees in our backyard. We had one apple tree and two pear trees. John, did you have any fruit trees around where you grew up? No, no fruit trees. I mean, I'm sure there were fruit trees around where I grew up, but none in my backyard. I'm not sure that we would have been able to uh, keep them living. <laughs> Three boys in my house. I, basically, the trees and the bushes out back didn't stand a chance. Right, all the climbing and and such, I, I guess, are just <laughs> making... Uh, making swords, swords out of sticks yep. and all of that stuff. <laughs> yep, that's understandable. Well, um, I never thought... Too much about them, honestly. Uh, we did eat some of the apples and pears, but we weren't farming them or selling them. And so we, we really didn't. I mean, I think occasionally my mom had the, the pear trees pruned back because they got a little unruly sometimes. But uh, but yeah, other than that, we really didn't. We weren't like looking to make money off of them or anything. They were just there. I mean, it was just a part of growing up. Yeah. Um, the part that I do remember is twisting my ankles, walking over the hard apples uh, once they had fallen off the tree. And uh, when I was mowing, um, stepping in the holes of the bees' nests that made nests in the ground underneath the very ripe, rotten pears, mm-hmm. that was never fun. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, that's that's kind of my thought about fruit trees. Didn't think too much of them. But uh, let's look at the life cycle of fruit in the natural and how it relates to us spiritually. So basically, there's four cycles or four stages in the cycle. Uh, It's the bud first, the blossom, the pollinated blossom, and then the fruit. Let's start with the bud. When the fruit is ripe, it falls off the tree. Shortly after, a bud is formed hidden in the branch for the next season. The trained eye can spot the bud, but most of us, it just looks like the branch. Buds for future leaves and buds for future blossoms. The buds have a hard bark-like exterior, which is why it looks like part of the branch. As long as the weather stays cold enough, the bud stays closed and develops the way that it needs to. If the bud opens too early, the blossom will not survive the cold and it will die. As soon as the weather gets warm, the buds will start to open. The leaves of the blossom will appear, then the blossoms begin to emerge. The buds in the cold season are like the hard times for us. I don't believe God gives them to us, but we do live in a broken, fallen world. So we do have hard times that we have to go through. So we never want hard times, right? They're no fun. And most of the time when we're in them, we're like, oh, God, deliver us from these. We don't like this. This is awful. Um, But in my experience, many times that doesn't happen. But in the hard times, we do have a choice. We can, one, trust God, know that he will help us through it, and let him be our source. The second option is become angry that he won't deliver us. That leads to bitterness and frustration and so on and so forth. So we really do have an option. Remember that the bud is only successful if the cold persists. That's important to remember. If we choose to trust in God and lean on him in the hard times and really always He will grow us and develop things in us that wouldn't happen otherwise. Cold times, cold in quotes, are there to prepare us for what is to come. John, can you ever think of a hard time that prepared you for the next time? 
Oh, the list is probably long. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, obviously we've had some we've had some of those recently in the last few years and 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 that's not the example I'm going to use. So maybe that comes as a, as a surprise to you. I don't know if it does <laughs> or not. Um, but obviously with with COVID and different things that it, it unfortunately was a, a hard time for a lot of people right. for a lot of the same reasons. So um, which obviously we both experienced. But uh, the, the time that I'm going to talk about is really the time uh, when we had moved from Kansas City mm-hmm. uh, to northwest Indiana. And we obviously we both came from families very involved in church. Right. Uh, we are the product of parents who knew the importance of being there, um, which is fortunate. We're very fortunate for that, that, that we grew up in, in an environment where, uh, where we were, uh, introduced to Jesus at a very young age and Mm -hmm. had the opportunity to be in church. So, um, since you and I have been married, ministry has been a huge part of who we are. And, uh, and we, got very involved in ministry everywhere we've lived. And we've lived in many places around the country because of work and and things that had moved us. But uh, when we left Kansas City and moved to Northwest Indiana, uh, we went through a a very, very dry season of of ministry, which was really hard and weird for for us, but for me too, um, since you're asking me the question. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, it was... um, it was weird. It was weird because we had always found we had always been plugged in somewhere. Everywhere we lived, we would move somewhere. We'd get plugged in uh, to a church and get involved and 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 knew that we were a part of what was going on and knowing knew that we were being able to use the gifts and talents God had given us. And when we got to Indiana, it, it just wasn't happening. We, right. We were not finding a place to feel at home, and and it was like. Why? Why? Why is this happening, God? Mm-hmm. You've always given us opportunity. You've always used us and used our gifts and and given us, you know, a place to be. And and now here we are, and we can't even find a church where we feel comfortable just attending church. And that was just so weird. Uh, and it was so, hard not being able to be connected because that really that was really I feel like what we were really missing because we didn't have any family there and. And we really weren't being allowed to uh, connect um, with a local church. Yeah, because uh, we and we talk about this a lot uh, as we as as we see life struggle. We know that being being a Christ follower and being uh, and having church family is a, a very important part of what helps get us through situations in general. And so I and and so we you know you and I talk about that from the perspective of. I don't know how people go through life without Jesus. Right. Because how do you how do you weather the storm? How do you get through those times? And so, yeah, I think that for us not not having community mm. was so so hard and and you know and that went on for 2 years for us. Right. Which again, we all the time in that in that 2 years we were saying, "God, why? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Why can't you know, there's a million churches <laughs> Because there's churches everywhere, right? right? I mean, why can't we find a place where we feel at home? And and hindsight being 2020, we come out of that the other side. We 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 got involved finally in a church where we were able to get plugged in and able to get used and, and able to to really feel a part of things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think about Pastor Sam because that's mm, yeah. 
because that's the church we were at with Pastor Sam. Yeah, he was an amazing, amazing guy. Yeah, and I'm getting emotional because he's recently passed away. Uh, but, you know, when I think about all of the different pastors that I've had in my life, yeah, he stands out Yeah, above them all. Yeah, absolutely. He really, absolutely. He's an amazing guy. Uh, loved God so much and really, really loved the church. Uh, he... Everything he did was for his family, for God, for the church, and he just he gave his entire life for it. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing him again. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get to spend eternity with him. That's right. That's awesome, yeah. Well, kind of what comes to mind initially, of course, like you said, there's probably many different um, things that we can reflect on to be an example for this, but in, in general, which I might share at one point or another, but growing up, there was some pretty hard things that I had to go through. And, um, through God's grace, mm -hmm. he has made me the person I am today. And so, um, I mean, I wouldn't want to wish that on anybody, but I know that he takes horrible situations and he turns them for good. And, um, I'm living proof of that. Um, and so, uh, in a nutshell, that's kind of one of the things that was ringing true for me, yeah. um, as far as something wonderful coming out of a really hard time. Yeah. So let's see. So next let's talk about the blossoms. Finally, when it's warm enough and the bud begins to open, the leaves of the blossoms begin to emerge. Then the beautiful blossoms the petals of the blossoms now can stretch out one by one, opening up to display their gorgeous color colors. There will be several blossoms that come out of just one bud. Blossom time is, in my experience, I'm thinking is like the time of blessing. Um, you survive the hard time and God has, you know, been preparing you and growing you. And now it's a time of blessing. But don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that every time you have a hard time that there's a time of blessing, but sometimes there is. The blossoms need to be pollinated in order to become fruit. John, what kind of insect do you think of when you think of pollination? Not that you think about pollination very frequently. Right. No, it's common on my brain. You know, pollination. Let's talk about that today. You know, it's that's the the thing we talk about at work. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Uh, when I think about pollination, it's bees. Bees are the uh, pollinators. I maybe there's other insects. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're going to tell me. I don't know. But when I think about it, I think about bees. Right. Right. And I mean, I think most people do. Uh, it's kind of like save the honeybees, you know? Right. Uh, cause a lot of times people want to squash them cause they're bees and they're afraid. Uh, you're right. Definitely bees. Uh, but also I learned through looking at, you know, online about <laughs> studying this stuff during this, uh, time. So also it's bees, butterflies, wasps, flies, and beetles. Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all of them, but they all participate in uh, pollination. So we'll just say the bee, since we all can relate, uh, visits one flower and the pollen will stick to the bee. And then the bee will visit the next flower and the pollen will fall off of the bee and fertilize that flower. So it's definitely needed um, for the flower to be able to produce fruit. Um, if the flower is not po uh, pollinated, they will just be pretty and then shrivel up and fall off. 
<laughs> oh, that's exciting. Spiritually, the blossom stage is a blessing time. But there are things that still need to happen. There is a give and take is what I'm looking at as far as the pollination goes. You know, the bee takes some here and then gives it over here. Uh, there's a give and take time. Supporting others and depending on others in the body of Christ. We need the connection to God and to other believers, uh, even in the time of blessing, especially in the time of blessing. Many times when we're experiencing blessing, we can get comfortable. We can get a little lazy in our Bible reading and prayer time, uh, taking a little bit more time away from church because we have the money and we vacation or whatever, depending more on our finances and less on God for provision. So the give and take time, depending on others in the body of Christ, we need to maintain the connection uh, with other believers. And um, this is what would be the pollination during the blessing time. If we're not pollinated, we will just experience a time of beauty and blessing and then never produce any fruit. Now, it's time to talk about the fruit. Fruit. In the natural, the pollinated flower will shrivel up and fall off, leaving a very small fruitlet. So, many times, there are clusters of fruitlets on a branch uh, because there were multiple blossoms. As the fruitlet begins, as the fruitlets begin to grow, Sometimes the farmer will cut off some of the smaller fruitlets in order to assist the larger, more viable fruitlets to get bigger. In John 15, Jesus speaks of himself as the vine, and we are the branches on that vine. And he describes God the Father as the vine dresser or the gardener. As the gardener, he will prune the branches that are producing fruit. I never really knew much about pruning. Um, not being a farmer or a gardener. I mean, I have a garden, but I don't consider myself a gardener. <laughs> um, I just always thought of pruning like, uh, you know, here's dead branches. Let's cut them off. They're not doing anything. Let's just cut them off. Like that was probably the limit of my pruning thoughts. But this is what God says in his word. He prunes those who are producing fruit in the natural the gardener will trim off the smaller fruitlets in order to help the bigger fruitlets develop bigger. In the spiritual, this is what God the Father does with us. When God is trying to develop something in us, he may want to he may want us to let go of some other things or like kind of pruning them away. Um it's not those things that are necessarily bad, but they could be distracting us and taking our focus away from the one thing that he wants to be developing in us. So it's really important for us to be obedient, for us to let go of the things that he doesn't want us to have or be focused on at the time, um, or to stop doing the things that we're doing, because uh, we all know how busy we can get. It doesn't mean that the things that we're doing are bad, but if he wants us to focus on one particular thing, uh, he might say, okay, you got to really stop doing these other things uh, just so that you can really focus on this one. Right. So even if it's good things, it sometimes means that some of 
some of those good things, there's lots of good things. Right. But maybe not all of those good things are the things that you're supposed to be holding on to right now. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just think that that's, I think it's a better understanding for me when I was just thinking pruning was just, oh, this is dead. We're just going to cut it off. Mm-hmm. Um, because it very clearly says in John 15 that he prunes those who are developing fruit. Right. And so, yeah, I just, it's just kind of how he kind of showed that to me this time. It made sense. So this obedience leads to an abundant life. Finally, now the fruitlets can grow and mature. Let's read the two main passages we've been reading concerning this abundant life. Revelation 22, 1 through 2. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruit, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And in Ezekiel 47, God is showing Ezekiel a picture of heaven. It starts with the river flowing from the sanctuary, bringing healing to creation. Verse 12, along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Okay, we're going to read one more scripture that has a very similar theme. This is Psalms 92, 12 through 15. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. I like how this speaks about how if we're planted in God's presence, we flourish in order to point to God in his righteousness. We flourish to bring him glory. That's this whole abundant life. This whole abundant life is pointing to God Mm -hmm. because where's our source? And so while we get to benefit from the abundant life, ultimately others around us look at our abundant life and will say, how, how do you get through those hard times? How do you, you know, how is it that you make this much money yet you are able to bless all of these people? Like, you know, it's just outsiders will look on us and see God because of the abundant life that he's leading in us. So from these verses, we see that the fruit are for food and they will not fail. They will bear 12 fruit every month and still bear fruit in old age. This is the fruit that is under the influence of the kingdom of God. When God grows the fruit, it will not fail and the tree will bear fruit every month and one tree, possibly 12 fruit, Who knows what it'll look like (laughs) and it'll still bear fruit in old age. This is the way God's kingdom works. 
it's always successful. It never fails. It multiplies. And the impossible is made possible. Because I don't know any tree that bears fruit more than once a year. Right. So, or, that, or that just continues to bear fruit forever. <laughs> right. Just ongoing. Like right. every month. Up, oh, there's fruit again. Up, oh, there's right. fruit again. You know, just that's crazy. Um, so when I'm talking about fruit of the kingdom, John, what, what do you think I'm talking about? When you talk about fruit of the kingdom, I think of fruit of the spirit. That's kind of where I come from. You know, the, the fruits of the love, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Right. And the list goes on. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly it. Um, and I don't know, probably some other listeners there were getting that feeling too, because, you know, it's pretty common, the fruit of the Spirit. So I'm um, just going to go ahead and read through these verses. This is Galatians 5, through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. So first, I want to look at the idea of the fruit of the Spirit as being singular. So many times when people see this list, they think, oh, this is the fruits of the Spirit. But it's not. It is the fruit of the Spirit. It is an all or nothing package deal, one fruit, which basically lists the aspects or the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit but being one fruit. And so the fruit of the Spirit is a natural or supernatural result of staying connected to the tree of life, Jesus, and drinking of the river of life, the Holy Spirit. We don't need to strive to grow fruit. Um, I don't remember growing up, my trees in the backyard going, I need to produce apples. You know, they're not striving. They're simply being just like we've been talking about. The roots go deep, drinking the water. The leaves come out. They do their job absorbing the sun, breathing in carbon dioxide and and doing their thing to make the sugar for the food for the tree. The, The tree does its part by staying connected, searching for water. The leaves do their part. The fruit doesn't strive. The fruit just happens. Mm. And so I really do feel like that is a very good example to us spiritually too. Because I think so many times people are like, I just got to pray for joy. I got to pray for joy. I got to pray for peace. And it's like while we, yes, we want to experience those things in those hard times. But I don't know that we necessarily should be praying for those specifically. I don't think it's wrong. But if we really focus on how the fruit of the Spirit develop and in that connectedness, it's there. Right. The fruit is a side effect. Right. It's, it's what comes with the being connected. So if we, if we can look at it simpler, maybe we make it too hard because mm-hmm. we think we need to, like you were saying, if we're praying for these things individually and we think that I have to get my checklist and I have to think, did I do that? You know, did, did I get the joy? Did I get the peace? Did I get the patience? If we're just looking at God and we're staying plugged into the source. Right. As you say, uh, that's that's what we need to do. Exactly. And with that, 
the fruit comes. Exactly. Exactly. So the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control become accessible to us as we stay connected, focused on God, meditating on his word, praying, worshiping, etc. Those are the things that we need to be doing. It does take time in developing our relationship with God to grow the fruit. Just like it does for the process of a natural tree. But choosing to do all of these things that we've been talking about in the episodes three through six will lead to the fruit in the abundant life in Christ. In different situations, we do need to choose to lean on the Holy Spirit and he will provide the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit that we need. I can remember... Okay, time, time for confession. Okay. <laughs> for a long time, I dealt with anger. And I can remember not liking it. It would get to the point, and it was mostly with the kids because you just want them to do what's right, and they're not. And so you'd get in this, you know, match going back and forth, and I, was, I would get very angry. And I could see the scared look on the kid's face. And I did not like that at all. I felt like a monster, honestly. And I can remember going into our bedroom and I was just like, God, I don't like this. I don't like who I become with this anger. I don't want this to be a part of my relationship with my kids. Like this is, this is, I feel ugly. I feel like a monster and this is not who you've created me to be. This is not, you know, so I needed the fruit. (laughs) I needed joy. (laughs) I needed self-control. I needed uh, patience a lot of times is in place of the long suffering. I needed though. I mean, I needed all of it. I needed peace. I needed the fruit. I needed all of this to be developed in my life so that that anger, you know, and of course I had to let go of it. There's a whole process with that. Maybe we'll talk about that at some point, but I, I needed that. And I can remember having this conversation with God and just knowing that I just needed to choose different because it was there. I had a great relationship with God. I mean, of course, it's all growing and it's all a process, but I had that connection at the time. It was just I had to choose different. So whenever the next time I can remember when one of the kids did something and I came into the room and I just stopped And I just, in my head, I said, okay, God, I need to make a choice right now. What, what am I supposed to do? So I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to go down that road. So what am I going to do? I was trying to access the fruit of the spirit. I was trying to access the Holy Spirit. Speak to me. Like what, what am I supposed to be doing? And honestly, just that whole, my coming in and stopping like that probably freaked out the kid more than when I was mad because they were like, what's happening? This is what I'm expecting, you know? And then, um, so I, anyways, so I, I made a different, I chose to have a conversation. I chose to stop and ask questions and, um, and that really, it really turned things around. I mean, of course it's always a process, but that's that whole, you know, accessing the fruit because it is there, but we still have a choice to make. Sure. So this is your invitation to an abundant life. 
If you have missed some of the previous episodes, I do encourage you to listen to all four of them. Um, again, that would be episodes three through six. Um, so will you choose an abundant life? I know that I do, and I definitely will uh, encourage you to also. So until next time, continue to believe in the one and only true God, and I'll see you then. Mm-hmm.